Welcome to Always West Seattle, the podcast where the people, places, and stories of West Seattle come together. I'm your host, Keith Bacon. You don't have to be in West Seattle for very long to quickly pick up on some of our neighborhood's greatest hits in the Alaska Junction, from the iconic Easy Street Records to Husky Deli's delicious ice cream. And though many people living here come and go through the junction all the time, there are quite a few things about the heart of our neighborhood that you might not know about. In this episode, we'll reveal two hidden gems of the junction, and we'll start with a piece of art that doubles as a time machine. I'm talking about one of several large-scale painted murals in this neighborhood that you've probably walked by plenty of times without knowing the whole story. To learn more about this fascinating creation, I had a chat with local historian and Seattle Times contributor Clay Eels. As our resident expert on the Junction murals, I wanted to talk to you about one in particular. It's called The Junction, and it was created by artist Eric Groey. This is my favorite, and Hmm. what makes this one special is that it's the only one that moves with you as you walk past it. Mm -hmm. It's a unique mural in the sense that Eric created a frame around it through which you look at the junction and you're looking due north along California Avenue and up in the center of this mural on the left side is the Ham Building, which houses Easy Street Records. Right. And on the right side is the Campbell Building, which houses Cupcake Royale. Mm -hmm. And the reason that the mural moves with you is that it is created through something that draftspeople or artists know as single-point perspective. Mm -hmm. And right square in the middle of the mural is a streetcar heading south toward you along California, and there is a man just to the right of the streetcar and just Above the man is a dot, and all of the lines in the mural, all of the guidelines for the buildings, the street, everything, emanate from that one point. That's what's meant by single-point perspective. Mm-hmm. Also, as you walk by, it takes on a three-dimensional quality. Mm-hmm. It's an optical illusion because, obviously, it's a flat wall. Right. But that's what kind of makes it sort of eerie and cool at the same time. Yeah. What are some of the other features of the mural that people might not notice as they're passing by? The main one is standing on the sidewalk looking north on California. You have a then and a now effect in that you can look at the mural and see what the junction looked like in the late 20s. And then you can look directly ahead of you to see what the junction looks like today. Mm -hmm. It's a wonderfully dynamic mural in that sense. And it's really interesting to see not only how different the junction is, but also how much is the same and how much is still around. That's true. Of course, those of us associated with the Southwest Seattle Historical Society, we're very proud that in 2017, we were able to get the city to landmark the two crown jewels of the junction. And so ostensibly, those buildings, the Ham Building and the Campbell Building, will never be torn down. And they are the linchpins of this mural as well. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot that has changed. It is tough when you're standing from that perspective to see much much of the Campbell Building as you look at present-day California Avenue because on that east side of the street are two high-rise buildings going six to seven floors tall. Right. And of course, the building with the mural that we've been talking about, that building is also slated for redevelopment. This brings up a good point about the murals in general. 
we're so happy that the West Seattle Junction Association has taken overall responsibility for restoring the murals. But these murals are not landmarked. They are not protected in any legal sense and really belong to the owners of the buildings themselves. And so it's incumbent upon us all to persuade the owners if there's going to be a redevelopment to somehow recreate the mural or save the mural as part of their development process. Mm -hmm. You know, the the murals, they're artistic interpretations of our past, but they are no less important to the person on the street who enjoys the junction for its uniqueness and for its friendliness and its attention to the past. Mm -hmm. This is not a a faceless shopping district. You know you're in the junction when you're there. Right. And this mural is certainly a part of that. I I did see in the proposal for the new uh, development uh, where the junction mural is that the proposal does include a new mural in that exact same spot. I don't know if it will be reinterpreting or reimagining the existing mural or if it will be something totally new. I'm imagining they don't know that yet either, but there is something planned for that area where the the current mural exists. Well, that's good news. And it's also a sign of cooperation with the other merchants who all pay regular dues to the Junction Association for the free parking lots and for Summerfest and other promotion of the Junction. And the murals are certainly a part of that whole effort. It would be hard to pick another mural that would be more deserving of preservation than this one called the Junction. See this mural for yourself and take a trip back in time while you can. You'll find it on the south side of the Bikram Yoga building at 4747 California Avenue. And I hope that Clay can eventually return to offering his personal tours of the West Seattle Junction murals, which I was proud to help establish through Atlas Obscura. Keep your fingers crossed and your masks on, and maybe he can offer those fun and informative tours again soon. Our next hidden gem is completely upfront about being a secret. It's called Our Secret Garden, and it's a little flower shop with a lot of personality, all stemming from owner Alonzo Fernandez. How long have you been a florist? Officially as a florist for about uh, six years, but working with flowers has been pretty much all my life. Tell me about working with flowers growing up. My mom... Uh... She was the guilty one. <laughs> she uh, had a big uh, garden, and we we have lots of flowers. I used to just go pick them, uh, arrange them nicely, and put it on the uh, dining table, and that's what everything started. You were sort of the in-house family florist? <laughs> yes, definitely. Yeah, she loved plants, and she taught me that. And what made you decide to open Our Secret Garden in West Seattle? I have lived in West Seattle pretty much since I moved to Seattle. And one of my friends uh, used to work in a flower shop, and he invited me to to work. He's like, hey, we need help for Valentine's Day. Hmm. Uh, can you help us? And I was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So I worked for a couple of days, and the owners, uh, they liked my work, so they offered me a job. Like, do you want to stay? Mm-hmm. And I was like, sure, I'll stay. <laughs> so that's when I started working with uh, flowers. So, uh, kind mm-hmm. of professionally per se and i guess if you can make it through valentine's day in a flower shop then you can do anything yes it's one of the craziest holidays <laughs> but not as crazy as a mother's day mother's day is the biggest floral holiday of all 
And you opened Our Secret Garden in October of 2015. What's been the, the community yeah. response since you've opened? They love the shop. Uh, they love the arrangements. And have people who I encounter on restaurants and stuff. And they're like, hey, like, my mom got flowers from you, flowers from you. And they, she loves them. And like a good job or... I like your shop uh, when they come uh, to visit and even people like relatives uh, visiting from other states uh, they're like I had to take you to this cute flower shop so Mm -hmm. it's been great (laughs) Uh, they loved it and I'm so grateful for for that and what's it like to be a member of the LGBTQ community in West Seattle both personally and professionally it's been it's been great. Uh, the support from the people and there is a big community here and in, in West Seattle, so they are really supportive. What are some of the challenges that you've had to face in running your business? Maybe including some in the last few months. There's been a lot of challenges uh, financially. Uh, growing uh, my business has been challenging. I'm not gonna lie that I say sometimes that I say like I just gonna give up and just go back to where I used to work before. Mm -hmm. But it's a lot of, uh, I have put a lot of effort in my time, uh, years of my life in this business. So I, I, it's like, no, that's what it pushed me to keep going. Mm -hmm. When I uh, opened the shop, I didn't have the support of uh, going to the bank and say like, hey, I need this loan to open my shop. Mm -hmm. So I had to check by check from my previous job, buy a little bit more, it took uh, probably about two years to have kind of fully stock uh, my my shop, mm-hmm. but uh, I made it. And the last couple months, it was challenging when all this uh, uh, pandemia started. Uh, I was afraid that I had to close the shop. Yeah. Uh, like, what I'm gonna do? I cannot let people into the shop. I cannot deliver. So, what I'm gonna do? So it was really challenging, and then we were able to just do online ordering. Mm-hmm. So the the community supported me so so much. They they were calling and like, hey, we need flowers. And I usually uh, ask for the occasion just to see like uh, what kind of flowers I'm gonna use. Mm-hmm. And they're like, no, there is no occasion. I just want you to support you and just say uh, I want you to stay here. So and that was really really rewarding to yeah. to hear that. Mm-hmm. And it was not just one people. It was uh, pretty much about like a 50% of my orders. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides uh, a special occasion, uh, they were just to support uh, small businesses. So it, that uh, kind of offset a little bit of the burden that I had before and the worries about what the future will going to be for my shop. That's great. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear that people have been supporting you because your shop really is a very special, unique place. You There's a lot of personality in, in your small little footprint there. And I think it's it's very reflective yeah. of, of you and who you are as a person. What sort of flowers do you love to work with? I like to have in the shop uh, flowers that you cannot find in other places, like uh, some of the grocery stores. I want to be the the one who only carries this kind. It's so difficult to find. Right. So I always try to to find the most uh, unique flowers. I always find a new one. <laughs> so <laughs> that becomes uh, my favorite sometimes. <laughs> but you love them all. It's hard to pick a favorite, I guess. 
Yes. <laughs> and what, what's been keeping you going through these tough times lately? What inspires you? I, I'm a delivery guy most of the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I do everything. So going to deliver the flowers and see the reaction of people. Like they are so happy to see that someone send them flowers and see the we care about the small details in the arrangement. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, really rewarding, and that keeps me keeps me going. The reaction of the people, especially in these uh, hard times, uh, see them that they are happy and just that even a small flower it brings a smile. So that's the best. <laughs> yeah, bringing smiles is pretty important right now. Yeah. You can find Our Secret Garden in the walkway between the Junction 47 and Mural Apartment Buildings and online at OurSecretGardenFlorist.com. That's it for this episode of Always West Seattle. If you like what you heard, please share with your friends and be sure to subscribe on Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook for updates. I'm Keith Bacon. Thanks for listening.